0: Glad you're joining us today for RC Teacher Talk, a podcast focused on amplifying the educator superpowers in Royce City ISD. Listen as Angela Arledge and Lisa Pogue chat with teachers. Happy Turkey Day, RC Teacher Talk listeners. As we take time to relax, this is an episode that Angela and I hope you aren't listening to right away.
1: Yes, we hope that you are all got your fat pants on, your (laughs) leggings, those stretchy pants, and you are enjoying your Thanksgiving and spending time with family, eating lots of food, and maybe even getting a little Black Friday shopping in. Maybe so. <laughs> we know that Thanksgiving is definitely a time of fun, and hopefully you get to spend it with lots of wonderful people. Um, it is by far my favorite holiday. Really? Yes. I love Thanksgiving um, and all the yummy food my grandmother makes. And um, But one of the things that is just so important about Thanksgiving is just being thankful and um, as an educator, we have lots to be thankful for. And so something that just really sticks out in my mind is just the opportunity to be around young people every day and just to help grow their minds and invest in our community. And we've got a really great community here Mm in Hoy City. And it's so great just to be able to hopefully build up these students to go out and, and serve our community. Also, another growing community. uh, Very very fast growing community. (laughs) And I'm sure that you feel the same way as I do about this, but we are surrounded by some incredibly talented and smart people. We are. We work with some amazing people um, and we learn from them day in and day out. So that's a really big perk of being an educator. And lastly, just One of the things that I've learned from being an educator is just my work ethic. I -hmm. mean, we, you've heard us talk in, in multiple episodes, just about how there's not enough hours in a day. So you have to think of ways to be efficient with your time and, and come up with creative ways and, and really just have a huge work ethic because it does take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It for sure does. And
0: I think you're exactly right. We do work with some incredibly smart, loving, um, dedicated—I mean, all the things people—and I think that they don't often realize that about themselves. Yes. And so, I hope that whether you're a teacher in Roy City ISD or you're a teacher in some other uh, district uh, across the world, the state, the nation, whatever. That you at least take the time today to give yourself a pat on the back for being the amazing person that you are and to recognize all the things that you do well, instead of the things that you feel like you don't do as well, because I think that's what we focus on the most.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you feel um, that being an educator has shaped you? Well, that's a
0: great question, Angela. Um, As you and our listeners know, I've been doing this educator thing for quite a while. Um, I actually got my letter from TRS that I could retire at the end of this semester if I wanted to.
1: That's so crazy.
0: (laughs) It does seem, it even seems crazy to me. I mean, I have been doing it a long time, but you get that letter and, you know, I've hit my rule of 80 and which I'm not planning on retiring, but just the fact that I can, it just kind of, it's like, Weird, you know, like right. how did I get to be this grown up? You know, <laughs> <laughs> why am I thinking about retirement? Yes, I <laughs> yes. mean I'm old. Um, <laughs> but being an educator has been such a blessing to me. Um, it's given me the opportunity to grow as not just as an educator, but as a person um, to grow in my leadership skills, not only with people, you know, other teachers, but with our students. Um, It's helped me to believe that I can make a difference in the things, you know, around me, again, not just with my students, but with the community by having a voice at a school um, or in a district. If you're involved in committees, you know, school health, bond committees, all of those things that you
1: can get involved in as well. And it's Um, so cool to like. When those students come back and they're like, hey, you did make an impact mm-hmm. or, or I might have been a really big turkey in your class, yes. but I am so thankful that you made me focus or, you know, you made me put my cell phone away that yes, day.
0: Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, and you know, with social media now, you know, we can be connected and I'm actually connected on social media with a student that I had, um, my second year of teaching oh, so a wow. long time ago. Um, and her name was Erin and she was the first profoundly gifted child that it really helped me to understand how giftedness is just different. Um, and kind of a sad note. Um, she's, uh, struggling now, um, with some, I'm not sure if it's lymphoma or just a kind of cancer, but she's going through and being so brave and going through some chemotherapy and telling her story online. And, um, so that's kind of a nice thing too, not that she's going through that, but just to be able to stay connected and, you know, be able to cheer her on and, you know, for her bravery and she has such a a great attitude about it. So it's, you definitely get to continue relationships now, thanks to, you know, social media. So, yeah, for sure. That's a good thing. Um, also, you know, I get to make money at something that I love doing. So it hasn't really felt like a job all the time. You know, the drudgery of, Oh, I got to go to work. I hate my job. I hate what I do. Have there been bad days? Yes. (laughs) Has there been times that I've been like, Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, but in general, I've been able to, you know, just be involved in something that I love. Um, but I think really Angela, the most important thing that I've learned and grown as an educator is how to have empathy for others. Um, And people don't really realize all the things that students can be going through or what their families can be going through. Even our fellow educators, um, I just found out yesterday that an educator here who is always in a great mood um, was not at work yesterday because he was needing to find some care for his mother who suffers from uh, dementia. And I've walked that journey. I know how hard it is. I have no idea and that he was going through that. mean, um, so you just don't ever know. And so being empathetic for people's situation, um, I think is one of the things when you're around a lot of different people and a lot of different students in different communities that you realize that, you know, put yourself in other people's shoes. And I've had the opportunity to do that a lot. Um, but Angela, so you were certified as an educator after you earned your bachelor's degree. Um, so how has that decision shaped your life?
1: Well, I think looking back on it, education has been the absolute, I mean, it's, it's been my calling, uh, from the very beginning. I mean, I remember remember setting up my dolls and stuff and playing with them and being teachers. And, and I even see that in my kids, like they, they will like the other day Emery taught me the exact way that her teacher did. (laughs) I mean the exact same things that she said and stuff. So I just feel like it's just built into me. Um, and so one of the great things that I'm so thankful for that I switched is even though there, it is, um, Time-consuming a lot in a lot of ways. It does allow me to be a uh, a, a present mom in my kid's life because. Um we don't have the opportunity for me to be able to stay home. So I have to be a working mom. And, um, like you said, I enjoy it. Like I look forward to coming to work. I, I love it. Um, but it also allows me to be on my kid's schedule. Yes. So with, especially with us being in the same district and stuff, we have the same holidays off. And so I'm able to still be there with them, um, so often. And so I love that about education. Um, so, I grew up with educators. And so I've seen the benefits my whole life of investing in kids. Um, my grandfather was the assistant superintendent in Rockwall. My grandmother is in education. My mom is in education. Uh, my husband's in education. I mean, we, we've just, we, have, I've been able to experience the benefits of that and seeing how, um, it has shaped them has just really, um, been a, a blessing to see. See. And so today we actually get to chat with a teacher that truly loves her subject, has a passion for what she teaches, and she also invests in all of her children that pass through her room. Um, and she often has taken in some of the children into her home and Helped them out both financially, um, mentally, all the things. And so she just truly has a passion. Which I think probably takes that empathy thing to a whole new level.
0: (laughs) Today we have with us our first art teacher from the secondary level um, as our guest. So Miss Wallace, would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Just let us know who you are.
2: I teach uh all levels art. So I teach art one, I teach art two. Um I, well I used to. They took it away from me last year so I'd have more sections of dual credit art appreciation. And so I get to do that for Texas A and M Commerce and I love that. And then I also get to teach my A P class and that's multi level, so it's A P um, drawing 2d and 3d and um do you want me to talk about my family yes tell us we want to know yes. everything. <laughs> 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 so I have a wonderful husband um we've been married 30 years we celebrated that last year oh my goodness uh, did y'all celebrate big Actually, no. (laughs) (laughs) Life. We we bought well. We bought a farm, and so we spent time on that because we don't get enough time on there. And so we just went out and just played. And that's great because we always work on it. So I mean, we just went out and played. So we had fun. Um, I have two sons. I have uh, Austin, who graduated Texas A and M with an industrial. uh, It's a it's a very large uh, title, but it's an to make it short, industrial, uh, engineer, math, and physics degree. And then Cole, that graduated from UNT with a biology and chemistry degree. Wow. And we just added um, a new addition to our family. I have a daughter that's 17, and she's a junior this year. So, And then I always like to mention my kids from the heart because I feel like they're my kids too. Um, they are Jr., who was the first to graduate college, you know, from... In his family, Um, and he has a kinesiology degree and uh, from A and M, and then Charlie graduated in Germany for with an education degree.
1: Wow! So So
2: I
0: have to ask you, when what classifies them to be your kids from the heart?
2: some from their choice and some not from their choice. They ended up living with us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I have lots of kids like from the heart, but I, I specifically call them ki- my kids from the heart because they weren't my birth kids, mm-hmm. although they claim me as mom. Yeah, and their parents will call call me mom too, especially when they're in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I love that.
1: Well, and I know too that you worked super hard. Um, recently, you just earned your master's degree to. be able to teach dual credit classes and stuff.
2: So tell us a little bit about that. That was a lot of work. Yes. Um, I kind of miss it though. It's kind of weird. But it was really eye-opening I guess because I've been teaching high school for so long that when I put together my portfolio it looked like a high school portfolio and I was like they're not going to accept me in this <laughs> program that I'm supposed to be you know te- doing college level art or, or better and um, fine art you know mm-hmm. and they accepted me and I worked really hard because I had to prove myself I was a fashion design major I was not an art major I was an art minor in college and so all these things that a lot of these I, I could say kids but we were all adults you know at that point <laughs> yeah and um, people older than me and younger than me and um so I had to step it up a lot because my ma- my major was fashion so I didn't I had realize to, that yeah I okay. had to learn a lot yeah
0: in, during that so program. she's our second fashion design yeah. major oh, that's doing something different i shouldn't have said
2: that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, lizzie, that i didn't go the cte right. <laughs> yeah, lizzie
0: watson also was a fashion design major first um and then now teaches the education classes so um you know, yeah. we just have some
2: knowledge here on yeah. our campus. Yes, yes, it's interesting
1: where it where it all leads us. I,
2: I loved when we had lockers in the hallway. I loved to go out there because the fashion design classes would cut their patterns, and I'd go out there and help on my conference. I had so much fun but That's I just cool. I've never wanted to teach that many kids fashion design. That's a lot. It's yes. a lot of work. Yes. yes. So
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> well, one of my favorite questions is the question of the month. And this month we wanted to just kind of make it fun and it's not even really related to education. So if you were gifted $10,000, that's a lot of money. What
2: would you do with it? My first answer is to give my daughter braces and get her a new car. Um, and there's, there's a long story behind that um before she came to us she had braces and um they were literally ripped out of her mouth like oh my goodness so yeah and so and then um and I probably shouldn't get that graphic but in her car she had a car and it was taken away from her as well so she came to us with literally the clothes on her back and she lost everything making this move to
0: live with us I'm guessing this is another child of
2: the heart <laughs> yes but she she's a little little different my husband um lost his brother we lost um him a couple years ago and uh this is his daughter okay and um she wants us to call she wants us to be called mom and dad yeah even though i it's hard cuz we're not you yeah know, her mom and dad um but we are her mom and dad now yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. so we love her and um, like our own and um so she just she's had a tough time mm-hmm. and and um, this is her second chance I guess yeah so you have such a you have such a giving heart you're such a loving person and yeah we love that we do our best i mean we love her with all our heart and i mean we we wish she would have been able to come to us right after um you know i had the conversation with her dad like where your kids going and everything so i was able to do that and and he had planned for them to go with mom which you know you would want, right? Yeah. Um, so, um, so then she made the phone call later and asking if she could come live with us, and we, of course, would not refuse because yeah. I wanted her to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get a daughter now. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, it's pretty exciting, yeah. <laughs> and and thank goodness we had Charlie because we would not know what to do. We wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little practice with Charlie. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's like the uh, Angela and them getting a nephew, not knowing yeah. what to do with it, with the boy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Boys are, are so different <laughs> than girls. <laughs> they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had the pleasure last year of being in your classroom and working with you. And so I know you have lots of great things that you do as a teacher, but tell our audiences, you know, what do you feel like you do best as a, as a teacher here at Roy City High School?
2: I hope that it's to connect with students. I um, I just love uh, being able to sit down and get to know who they are, and um, and let them have a voice, um, whether it's talking to me or through their art. And so, I I hope that that's what I do best because <laughs> I try to do a lot of things, but that's that's my passion. Is like if they come away with learning something about art, that's great, but I I just want to get to know them, and I hope, I want them to have a fun time in my class. Yeah.
1: well and I've walked by numerous times where it it just does seem like y'all are having a lot of fun y'all get to Mm -hmm. do a lot of fun neat projects like I think one time you were y'all were doing something with sand or Mm -hmm. what what is one of your favorite projects that you enjoy doing with your students the
2: kids favorite is that sand art um that is a huge sticker that they we change it up every year. So whatever the project is, it could be a silhouette of themselves and they draw onto the sticker and then they cut it out, um, to peel off the top layer Mm -hmm. that reveals the sticker. And then they pour sand on it and they get to play in the sand and they get to push it in there and decide what color. And there's just so many aspects of it. And, um, they just, they love that project. Yeah. Um, me personally, I love to paint, so whenever we get to paint, that's when I get to share my true passion and get to really pour a lot of love into how to mix colors, because I only give them white, black, uh, red, yellow, and blue, the primary, and then two neutrals, so they have to mix all of their colors to. F- to figure out how to get purple or whatever. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So, um, that's when I guess my true passion comes (laughs) alive (laughs) and
0: y'all've had some really neat projects that come out of, I mean, we have some talented kids here and I like that they have the opportunity to express that and learn more about what they do. So
2: it is fun. Um, at the beginning of the year in art one, we give them like a, an artist choice project where they pick a theme and then they have to show us like um, how they are going to present their composition and then use of lot of really the elements and principles of art too. And that's when we get to see their true abilities um, and their talent. And that's fascinating to yeah. see. That's that's Because you don't know what you have until they start. Yeah, till they start doing <laughs> something, of
0: course. Yes.
1: Yeah. So in the art world, I know that there's many challenges that come with that. Um, and a lot of those challenges relate to, you know, uh, what other subjects are feeling. And, and so what is a challenge that you feel like you face as a teacher? And how have you overcome
2: that challenge? Time is probably the biggest obstacle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, I was listening to another podcast where y'all were like naming something a teacher had to do. And I was sitting there naming things and, you know, with y'all yes, (laughs) yes. and we didn't even get finished. (laughs) There was so much more y'all could have named and, um, but y'all did a great job. And so that for me, I think is the biggest thing is, you know, things constantly coming at you and just finding the time to be able to accomplish it. And, um, there's just, there's just never enough time. Um, I don't know if I do a really good job of, you know, managing my time, but like, as soon as I get an email, I do whatever that task is. And cause I get mad at myself if I don't do something. Mm-hmm. I think that's, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, a type personality yeah, or yeah. something, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I'm very hard on myself mm-hmm. to make sure that I do everything that I can to make my job, you know, done. And that way, when I walk away on Friday, I can have a true weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be more always, but I try to get the, the task at hand that have to be done done if I can Limit,
0: so, so we found out. <laughs> Maybe we should keep that in there. Yeah, that's rith <laughs> it <laughs> rid it. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> so uh,
0: that was Mr. Plate. Yeah. For our <laughs> listeners, um the buses in Roy City are identified by different animals, and it seems really silly at the high school level for us to, uh, you know, be calling out a frog bus, but it really is helpful for <laughs> the little kids because I've been on an elementary campus and it's much easier to tell a kindergarten okay you're getting on the frog bus versus you're getting on bus 043 you know because I yeah. don't even know yeah. what 043 is so yeah. that was pretty funny, that
2: was
1: funny. <laughs> if you're a frog your bus is yeah. here <laughs> hop on over oh, I guess we have a good time and you know yeah. Mr. Plake he's, he's always got to add a little twist to it but you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast how Y'all recently moved to a farm and that farm happens to be quite a bit of distance away, which also, again, is a pool of your time. So how have you adjusted to that whole process
2: too? So Lisa gave me a really great idea <laughs> last year, um, and this was before I moved, I think. Well, maybe it yeah. was after I moved, you told no, me. No, it was
0: right before right you before. were starting and we were talking about it and wondering how it was going to work out.
2: Yeah, and so she gave me an idea to listen to podcasts, and so of course I listened to y'all's, and, <laughs> um, but that has helped me because I found different like art uh podcast different educator podcast um golly, just anything i've been li- trying to learn spanish again awesome. so i've been listening to different spanish it's a great stories. opportunity to yes. to be able to do that in the car on your commute yes because i have i have teachers uh, teachers i have students and um, parents that speak spanish only yeah. and um, my first time I had a student that only speaks, you know, Spanish. I had to get another student to translate for them everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this just is wrong. You know, I need to get... On this, and and so I know a little bit enough to get me by, and I I can hear it and understand a lot of it, but I'm afraid to say it. Mm -hmm. So what I found myself in the car. This is really funny, but I will listen to the story first, and then I'll listen to it again, and when I listen to it the second time, I understand it better. So then I start repeating the words. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's no like. Like there's Duo, is it Duolingo? Yes. Um, that's on my phone. Well, I can't be on my phone in my mm-hmm. car. So it's, it's got to be something that I can listen to. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that. So that, I'm not wasting an hour and a half because I'm in the car an hour yes. and a half one way. So wow. three hours of my day is just driving. Just driving. So yeah. to make it productive has been awesome. And it's a good way to relax on the way home. yeah Yeah. or here (laughs) so utilizing just every spare minute that you Uh, have is yeah
1: that's that's really good advice yeah
0: so in the art classroom um there's I mean the obvious art obvious art technology of having your paintbrushes and having you know all the supplies that you need that's the technology but tell us a little bit about a little bit more about what technology
2: looks like in the art classroom we use technology a lot, actually. Yes, y'all do. are <laughs> yeah, really good do. about that. So, I think what happened was when we were told that we were the kids were going to have Chromebooks in their hands, the art teachers uh, Sheila and I we freaked out a little bit. and we We're like, uh, we don't know enough. So we went to every workshop we could available, and we were so overwhelmed. But we we're every time, you know, I kept reminding Sheila, we're just going to do the best we can, and we're going to take whatever little bitty chunk that we learn and apply it and however we can use it in our classroom that's what we're going to do and so we tried out all kinds of things yeah, we really not did afraid to try it now because we realized the kids weren't using it so they didn't even know how but then at the same time like we could teach them something and they would teach us something back mm-hmm. because they saw the other side of it so we um we weren't afraid we were at first but now we're not afraid and um so we use uh, a digital portfolio we have the kids take a picture of their artwork we put it on google sites now mm-hmm. um is what we found that we like the best and they have to talk about their art so they do an artist statement and then they turn it in and um you taught us, um, how to design in Canva. Mm-hmm. I would love to use that lesson in a mini lesson in mm-hmm. art. Cause I think design, um, is so important. Um, but anyway, so I love Canva. Um, I, I want to know too. more about what? it. it <laughs> is amazing. I've
0: been using it for all of my projects or anything I have to do for graduate school and like when our teacher was like you know it needs to be a powerpoint and I was like like does it have to be like a powerpoint, PowerPoint. you know like <laughs> and she was like well people have tried to turn it in on to Canva and it doesn't I can't open it well enough or whatever and I was like they're not turning it in right so mm-hmm. like, you're you're not gonna know that I did mine through Canva because I love the <laughs> how you can record it and add the notes and go through and so I think my. Like, I personally think that my projects have been better because I use the Canva, but,
2: and she hadn't had any trouble opening them because I download them as an MP4. But, you I know, I love it. Love it. Because we've used all this technology, I can honestly say my MFA presentations were spot on. I oh, mean, I like, bet. I impressed the professors all the time. And we did, de- we even did a, a video, a movie for one of my projects that we recorded here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's one thing that I've noticed is like high school teachers, like they're on it, you mm-hmm. know, they, they know those things. And then, uh, I guess we're challenged day in and day out to create the engaging lessons using the technology. And then they leave our classrooms and then they get to college and it's back to the boring old Bueller. Uh, (laughs) uh, Ferris Bueller's first day of school, whatever like, Oh, so yeah, I, I think when we do, if we, if a high school teacher does go back to, uh, to grad school or whatever they, they are like the professors are impressed. Like, Hey, they Mm -hmm. they got it
2: going on. (laughs) Yeah. And one other that I have to mention is Jamboard. I love Jamboard because it's collaborative. You can, you, it didn't have to be, but I love it for collaborative purposes. Mm -hmm. And like we can, uh, each child can have like their own board to, you know, put together a design board or something like that. But then also when we went into COVID, um, um, you know, you couldn't see slides as well mm-hmm. as Jamboard and Jamboard. My kids could put their artwork on there and then we could present it and they could critique it. So um, I, I love Jamboard, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jamboard's a, a good one. I think my
0: first year here, you and Sheila even taught some. Didn't you teach some things about yes. Goog- the Googles and stuff? Yes. I thought. Yes. Okay, I thought. Yeah. so. we were yeah.
2: very we tried really hard to. Be really involved in that because when it first started, um, it was just a slow roll out. And then, um, we're like, we've got to challenge ourselves because we, we go to every workshop that we can. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so We wanted to make sure that what we learned, that if art teachers can do it, other (laughs) teachers can do it, you know. Yes. I mean, seriously. Yes. (laughs) So.
1: Well, I love your drive and passion for continuing to learn. Like, that's something that you just don't give up on. Um, So what is one thing that you've learned recently that you want to share with us?
2: Um, Your workshop, um, the design board, is what I I think that... um, I still have a lot of homework in there. (laughs) I never finished. Um, But that was when you were doing that when I was still healing. And then I was um, moving and there was a lot going on in my life at that time. But so but I haven't given up on it. I want to do it. Um, But I have used the Canva um, to do the RCC. Our triple C a uh, post for Facebook and Twitter because there's a template on there that you can do for social media Yes, and it's real easy and picture quote or whatever in there. So, um, so I've been using that. Awesome. So, yeah. I love it. Yes. <laughs>
0: I just thought I was going to ask a question and now I can't remember what it was, but maybe it'll come back to me. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, I want to ask this, but anyways, that's okay. Um, so you obviously, um, mentioned, you know, like you love to connect with your, uh, students. Um, so tell us a little bit more about how you connect with, your students, or your colleagues, because we can just hear, you know, the passion you have for people, and your voice, so
2: tell us a little bit about Renee, and relationships. Um, again, I've got to go back to my students, Um, they're my passion, like, I get paid to teach, and connect with students, and I always wanted to teach art, that was a given, um, but to, to be in it, and do it, every day is just so much fun and to get to know them and know what makes them happy and what makes them come to school and their drive and what they want to do when they graduate. Um, And if there's anything that I can help them do or help them to be a better person or help them pass those college classes later, that's what I want to be there for. I want to help them Uh, better themselves I want to help them through their struggles Um, high school was not easy for me Mm -hmm. Um, it was a struggle pretty much every day for me Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go I didn't want to wake up Um, my dad was a high school teacher and a junior high teacher and um, so you know he made me get up some days and um, so I know it's hard Um, And I know that you know not every kid connects with their parents because they think their parents don't care or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's all these struggles out there beyond even that. But um, if I'm someone that they can depend on or someone that they can lean on, that's why I'm here. Like that's, I mean, I, I was in a major accident last year and you know, this may be my purpose. This may be why I'm here, like for those kids. You know, I don't know why I'm here, yeah. but that may be the answer. I don't know. So, <laughs> well, pretty I, deep, think but.
1: So. I think
0: so. <laughs> what, what you're saying reminds me of the quote that Mr. Solis sent out that said some teachers taught the curriculum today. Other teachers taught students today. And there's a big difference. So I think it's very clear that you're teaching students. You're not just thinking about teaching art, even though you love it and you have a passion for it. The students are at the forefront of the decisions that you make. So, and I know that their parents really appreciate it. And we're lucky that despite your, hour and a half commute that you decided to
2: keep coming back <laughs> <laughs> yep I've got six more years at least so I, I want to keep coming back I really do
1: <laughs> good that is awesome well I have thoroughly enjoyed this interview and uh, you've given us so many great things to think about uh, from the art perspective as well as the teacher's perspective um, and so before we end today we just want to give you one last word so what would you like to tell our listeners
2: so, I got to teach this amazing person that um, played baseball, um, but I always like to say that Taylor Hearn loved art. That like it was his favorite class oh. um, tell our
0: listeners what's special about he was a baseball player here but what else before he
2: you? is a professional uh, rangers baseball player but Woo-hoo! not only that he's a pitcher yeah <laughs> he's a pitcher for the texas rangers yes. <laughs> yes. and his uh, our little claim, our cities yeah, our city's claim to fame absolutely, <laughs> absolutely and he his family is very close to my family and we're very they're very special to us Um, my oldest son, he was supposed to be in his wedding, but because of baseball, he didn't make it. But, um, but Taylor just, I don't know, he'll come over and visit. And like, you know, I, I sit there and go, okay, why? Like the next year, like we gave each other a hard time. Like I would, I would just torture that poor kid in, in my <laughs> class because I knew he didn't like art. I was kidding about the favorite class. <laughs> Baseball was probably his favorite class. But um, but anyway, he, um, he came back the next year and said, Hey, Mrs. Wallace, can I hang out in here? And can I leave my shoes and my bags and everything in here? And I'm like, sure. But I didn't know why he came back to my classroom. <laughs> he had all these teachers to choose from. And I was like why me, you know? And I never said anything. I was just like, okay, sure. And we visited and we talk and everything. And anyway, so then, you know, he comes to our house cause he's friends with my, both of my children. Um, mainly my oldest because they played baseball together and Austin would actually catch him with two gloves on Oh wow. in high school. And he would, after they graduated, we'd say, Hey, y'all go practice outside and Austin's like, Heck no <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, long story short, um Taylor uh one day I he's in my living room, we're talking and we talk about everything. Uh, nothing's off limits. And so I said, Taylor, like why why did you come back to my room? Like why do you even sit in my living room and talk to me? Like why you know, why me of all the teachers cuz they all love Taylor. Taylor's yeah. a great kid. And um he goes because you cared. And I, oh, I just that's why I'm teaching. Yeah. That's the kid that I want to teach. Yeah. You know. So he's amazing. He you know, he didn't need me, but he is just amazing and I, I love him to death. And art really isn't wasn't his favorite class, but I like to say that. <laughs> well we'll just
1: leave you with Taylor Hearn's favorite class is art. There you go. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> Angela, where can our guests find you in the Chrome Squad on social
1: media? You can find us on Twitter at Chrome underscore squad and also at our website, www.connected.com forlearning.org. org, and where can our listeners find you, Lisa?
0: Well, I post out on Twitter everything school related at RCHS underscore Pogue, P O G U E, and we are also have a hashtag this year for our teachers, so it's hashtag Team RCHS. You can use that and hopefully find some neat things that are going on here at Roy City High School. Thanks for tuning in to RC Teacher Talk a podcast for and about real teachers in the trenches hosted by Angela and Lisa, the learning technologies team at Roy city high school.
1: If you're enjoying this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review us. Make sure to say nice things. Go Bulldogs.